I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are living in a crazy time where it seems like every few seconds there's a new Star Trek show being announced or there's some live-action spin-off or there's a cartoon coming or there's surely a board game over there or something. But with all of this, who is coming back to us? We got Seven of Nine, we got Picard, we got Riker, we got Data. We're not doing too badly. But who else? Who has been overlooked with that in mind? I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are 10 Star Trek characters who must return. 10. Lieutenant Reginald Barkley. Barkley was good fun in Voyager. He really came into his own when he became part of Voyager's extended crew. And now with Star Trek Prodigy set to have Kate Mulgrew reprise her role as Captain Janeway, it would be an excellent time to help Barclay's reputation come up a little bit in some people's eyes and in other people's eyes solidify his amazing reputation. <clears throat> Chris made me say that one. If you think back to the end of Star Trek Voyager, if you think back to Endgame, Barclay obviously featured quite heavily in that episode as in the future he was instrumental in helping Admiral Janeway with her plans on how to reset the timeline and fix what she felt needed fixing. Now, in Star Trek Prodigy, all we know so far is that there's going to be a group of adolescents who are going to take over a seemingly deserted Starfleet vessel. In some form or another, Janeway is going to appear in this show in a fairly starring role. If her role is as guide and mentor, then Barclay would seem like the perfect person to be her liaison with Starfleet, to be her source of whatever resources they need, and frankly, to help get Starfleet off her back if the situation calls for it. This would be the perfect opportunity for Dwight Schultz to reprise the role. 9. Chief Miles O'Brien Chief Miles O'Brien, or as he's otherwise known, the most important man in the galaxy, just needs to come back. That shout-out in Lower Decks alone was enough of a tease to remind everyone of just how fantastic this man was. Now, when we last saw him in What You Leave Behind, he was heading back to Earth for a nice cushy teaching job at the Academy. But what you must remember is that the producers of Star Trek Deep Space Nine had a rule, and that rule was make O'Brien suffer. So, do you really see those people allowing him to just chill out and have a lovely time relaxing at the academy? Everything's great, it's wonderful. Yeah, no. So whether he returns in Lower Decks as someone who is 
always just repairing ships whenever they're falling apart, or potentially in Picard, although I will say it's probably a little bit less likely, but he could be there, he could beam onto, you know, fix the La Serena, he could freak out when he sees what Rios has done with the place. Truth be told, O'Brien is never happy unless he's fixing something. The idea of teaching a load of young minds just doesn't seem like the ending that that character deserves. Eight, Commander Sela. This is a character who is almost tailor-made for a return in Star Trek Picard. Denise Crosby has been with Star Trek as long as Patrick Stewart has, but of course, because of behind the scenes nonsense, she left toward the end of the first season. Now, thankfully, she returned several times for guest spots throughout the years, but of course, the most relevant one being Yesterday's Enterprise, where she played an alternate version of Tasha Yar. This Tasha Yar was sent back in time, becoming the mother of Sela. So this half-Romulan commander was pivotal in the attempt to basically capture Vulcan. Now obviously that went well, <clears throat> but she wasn't killed. As far as we know, she is still alive. And now with the Romulan Reclamation Project, and frankly, where is the Romulan government? What are they doing? Where is the Romulan military? We've seen Commodore O and the Tal Shiar, and with all deference and respect, She's no Sela. Sela seems like the perfect candidate to be involved in the initial talks of what would eventually become the formation of the Nivar colony on what is now known as Vulcan. Now, while obviously you wouldn't trust Sela as far as you could throw her, you do know she is fiercely, fiercely patriotic. She would be probably the best voice for speaking for Romulan rights in the Beta and Alpha Quadrants. A nice tailor-made return for Denise Crosby. Seven, Garrick. Now listen, I'm not just saying this as a fanboy, although I am a fanboy and I love Garrick. Another reason that this character makes sense to return is in the aftermath of the Dominion War, Cardassia is a smoking ruin in the Alpha Quadrant. You could have Lower Decks, you could have Prodigy, or you could have Picard. Any of these three could take on this subject because what's left of the Cardassian Union? They are a very large neighbor of the Federation and despite their last minute change of heart, they weren't exactly friendly with the Federation. Garrick, we see in What You Leave Behind, has gone home to Cardassia and Depending on which of the extended universe stories you take on, he ends up as either an ambassador or the new head of the Cardassian Union. What will he do with such power? Will he start a military rebuild on Cardassia? Will he focus his attention on the civilian government? Or will he work to rebuild the Obsidian Order from the smattering of agents that are left? During lockdown, Andrew Robinson and Alexander Siddig took part in a, a Zoom imagining of what the two men had got up to over the last 20 years. So we know one thing is for sure. The interest is there. Six, Worf. This is one that probably feels like a bit of a given. Now, nothing's been confirmed, but if Michael Dorn had his way, Worf would have been back years ago. He's been pitching a Captain Worf series for, I don't know, as long as I've been watching Star Trek. Well, there's, there's a couple of problems. One was that the last interaction that Michael Dorn had with CBS didn't go very well. He was offered effectively a cameo role 
in Star Trek Discovery, which he flatly turned down. He said it was apparently, apparently the amount offered was insulting. And that's, that's hard to come back from. Worf, as much as Riker, Data, or some other people on this list, is a huge part of Star Trek's history. Also, with the Romulan supernova, there's been a huge shift in the balance of power in the Beta Quadrant. Now, his appearance in Star Trek Nemesis aside, we last saw Worf as being assigned as the Federation Ambassador to Kronos. Surely Kronos being next door neighbours with the Romulan Star Empire and, when not at war with the Dominion, sworn enemies of the Empire, really begs the question, what have the Klingons been doing? Have they been annexing Romulan space, as was suggested in All Good Things? Or have they been helping their neighbours to rebuild, as was suggested in Absolutely Never? So, we'll see. But, Worf, come back. These are questions that need answering. 5. Q Live Action Now this one might seem like a little bit of a cheat, because we got John Delancey back in Lower Decks. Now, I won't say I wasn't happy to have him back. Of course I was. It's John Delancey. It's Q. We love them. But what I did want was... John Delancey on screen. Now, yes, I'm being a little bit of a selfish so-and-so here, but hear me out. When discussing plans for Section 31, Kurtzman and Michelle Paradise both said that that probably wouldn't go into production until one of the other current shows run their course. The smart money is on Picard being that show that's going to run its course. Patrick Stewart previously said that there was going to be at least three seasons. Now let's say that that is three seasons. Spoiler, but we've already done Picard dying at the end of season one, only to bounce back in a shiny new golem body. Having him slip off the mortal coil to be met by Q would be a perfect bow tie on their relationship. If you recall the episode Tapestry, as Picard lay dying on the bio bed, Q met him and gave him another chance for life. Now, I don't see him giving him another chance for life, but I can see that image in my head of the two men walking off into the light together to enjoy more adventures together, with I think a Picard could be a little bit more ready for that. Maybe this is just supposing and dreamboying, but that is something I would be here for. Also, despite everything I just said, it would kind of be lovely to have him pop in and see how Janeway's doing in Prodigy now, wouldn't it? 4. Jonathan Archer so now we go to Strange New Worlds, which is Captain Pike's story aboard the USS Enterprise. Now, depending on when in history this is set, for example, if it features the launch of the USS Enterprise, which it may or may not do, because that would have been under the command of Captain Robert April, but depending for how long, you could still see Archer very much alive in this time period, because if you recall, Medical science has helped humans stay alive an awful lot longer. They're nothing immortal or anything like that, but still old enough that he could be there without any timeline-shattering nonsense. He didn't get a raw deal. Everyone on Enterprise, if you like, got a bit of a raw deal. But Scott Bakula really deserved a little bit more than, than we got of him. I say we because we deserved more Bakula. Now, there are rumours, and I must stress they are only rumours at the time of recording, that Archer may in fact cameo in the pilot of Strange New Worlds. If that's all we get, I will still be delighted, because justice for Enterprise, they need another run. 
three, Jordi LaForge. This one, for me, this would be safe betting money. Now, it's not been confirmed. In fact, the only name who has been confirmed as returning for season two of Picard is Guinan. Um, characters from the next generation I mean. However Patrick Stewart teased a new human element that he couldn't speak about. Now Geordi LaForge in Apocrypha was the head of the Mars Romulan Relief Force. Now he was spared from the attack thankfully he was off-world at the time but quite obviously he wasn't in season one of Star Trek Picard. He seems like somebody who should have been in season one of Star Trek Picard but okay that's come and gone. He really needs to be in season two for a couple of reasons. One, we need to get his take on what happened on Mars that day. Two, we need to see how he takes the news of what's happened to Data. Geordi and Picard were the two closest to Data in life. Now, I don't know if that means he should get a starring role or if it's just a bit like Jonathan Frakes' return, you know, a kind of a extended cameo. But either way, it is very, it's an obvious oversight to not have Geordie back so far. So hopefully that means they were just waiting for the second season to bring him back. Two, Tipal. There are pieces of news that have come out in interviews in the years since the cancellation of Enterprise that are less than wonderful. And it really does point to the fact that she didn't have an amazing time while making that show. Now, our feelings toward the people responsible for that aside, she was excellent as T'Pol. Like everyone, I think the pilot, Broken Bow, it was, it was a lot to take in because you're going back in time. It's an entirely new cast, like any show, of course. And playing a Vulcan, it's hard. How do you, in you know cold logic, get the audience on side? It might have taken a while, but by the close of season four, she got the audience on side. If you take what happened to her in Terra Nova and Demons, that's something that stays with a character. And thankfully, because she's a Vulcan, by the time Strange New Worlds comes along, she'd better be middle age. So it wouldn't be any sort of a stretch to have her appear in the show. Also, there's no sort of canon or continuity shattering things if Spock and her were to meet on Vulcan. She was last seen studying the Kirshara and was becoming very acquainted with Tipau, who, as we know, became a large part of Spock's story in the original series. Having those two Vulcans come together seems like a very straightforward, easy and brilliant way of doing Jolene Blaylock a little bit of justice. Now, whether she agrees to come back or not, who knows, but it is with sincere hope that she is number two on this list. Number one, Captain Benjamin Sisko. This may be a total pipe dream, but there's a, a rumor flying around aspects of the internet that just seems to refuse to go away, that there's talk of a multi-captain meetup thing. I don't know, and unfortunately, I can't offer any kind of confirmation or other than just, yes, please, shut up and take my money. Avery Brooks has been quite vocal about the fact that he's, he's done with the character. There's nothing left to say in his opinion, which is why, unfortunately, he didn't take part in the What We Left Behind documentary. That aside, Cisco's story is one of the great dangling plot threads of Deep Space Nine. 
You know, he was meant to be back in a year, two years, or yesterday. That's what he said to Cassidy. So where is he? Where has he been? He has two children out there who probably would quite like to see their father. If Brooks could be convinced to come back to the role, wait, I'm sure we could explain the age away easily. Either you could cover it with a bit of makeup and CGI, or you can just say, look, we hit a temporal eddy. Come on guys, Brooks is back, get over it. But if we could get him to come back and write a story that has him exploring what's happened to Bajor in the 20 years that it's been, the proposed season eight storyline from what we left behind. Now I don't want to spoil anything in case you haven't seen it. It's, it's very, very clever how it goes about bringing the characters back together. And if they went with something like that, that would be a very convincing and a very satisfying way of bringing the character back. Honestly, guys, just, just have my wallet. You can, you can take all of my income and all of my debt and put it together toward putting and getting him back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.